I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, Episode 3, Are You Stuck in Survival Mode? Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey there. Welcome back to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. If you made it to episode three, then congratulations and thank you for sticking with me this long. Because listen, I know you have a million other podcasts you could listen to, literally. (laughs) I feel very honored that you chose to listen to me today. So thank you. And if you're enjoying what you're learning, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review. I love hearing what you think about the topics I'm sharing. And your ratings and reviews really do help to get the podcast out there. So let's get right into this. Today, as I promised, we're going to talk about the first of three zones of energy. Now, these energetic zones play a huge role in the coaching that I do, because when you understand them, it is a whole lot easier to create the energy you need for whatever circumstances you find yourself in. So the three zones are first, the survival zone. This is the lowest energy that's available to us, and it's the zone we're going to talk about today, all right? The second zone is called the coping zone, and then the third is the thrive zone, and we're going to get into those in the next couple of podcast episodes, but today we're going to focus on the survival zone. So as I said, This zone is the lowest kind of energy that we feel, and it encompasses victimhood and anger, because people who reside in this type of energy usually feel like the world and even life itself is totally against them. If you're stuck in the survival zone, then you're probably feeling a lot of sadness or depression or anxiety or shame, or grief, or disappointment, or hopelessness, or irritability, or resentment, or anger. The survival zone is full of all of those emotions that feel really heavy, because that's where heavy energy resides. It's in this survival zone, this zone of victimhood. That's also why it's hard to get out of this zone, especially for survivors of trauma and abuse, because after all, you're literally a survivor, right? So it makes sense that the survival zone would be the place that you'd land and kind of feel comfortable, right? I will tell you that this zone is where I resided for the first 45 years of my life. I simply didn't know I had any other option. I was born into a home where abuse was a regular thing, so it was pretty easy to embrace my victim status and even easier to just allow it to be. I mean, I saw other people who seemed happy despite their circumstances, but I didn't understand how the brain works. 
So I didn't know I had the power to shift my energy to something else. And because of that, I stayed stuck in the survival zone. So what did that look like for me? Well, I struggled with severe depression for a very long time. In fact, for as long as I can remember, I struggled with depression and anxiety. I was really disappointed about the way that my life had turned out, and I often questioned, why me? I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I had done to deserve this awful life, and it all felt pretty hopeless. When I wasn't depressed or anxious, I was extremely angry, often to the point of rage. And as a young mom, I remember spending a lot of time being frustrated and annoyed with my children, especially because of all the messes they constantly created. (laughs) I look back at it now and I find it almost comical because of course they made messes. They were kids. But I was so wrapped up in my perfectionistic ideals, which, by the way, came from my inner mean girl messages, right? So I wasn't even considering that the behaviors of my children was totally normal. I remember when I was young, before I was married with kids, I had dreamed of getting married and having this beautiful home with a white picket fence and manicured gardens surrounding it. And inside there was going to be plush white carpet and elegant white furniture against a backdrop of pristine white walls. (laughs) And in this dream, my children were there and they were all dressed in white shirts and white dresses with adorable white tights and white shoes. (laughs) Guess what? That's not how it went at all. I mean, Those of you who have kids of your own could probably relate when I say that my dreams of all of that white went flying out the window about 10 minutes after my first child was born. Our lives as a family looked pretty much like all the other families out there who had five children in 10 years. (laughs) And there was very little white involved in our decor at all. And so I felt like a victim because my reality was much harsher than my dreams. Now, to be fair, I was a victim of some pretty severe abuse. So there's that. But the thing is, I didn't understand that I had a choice about how I let that abuse affect me as an adult. At some point when I was going through my counseling and things, I started hearing people use the word survivor in place of victim. And that seemed like a great way to change the way I thought about myself. But in truth, it didn't really change anything at all because survivors are still victims. (laughs) And I felt like a victim. I acted like a victim, at least when I was in the privacy of my own home. And I was miserable. I didn't know I had any other option. Now, maybe that seems strange to you. I don't know. Or maybe you are in that place too, that you're miserable and you don't know how to change it. Because what I have found is that most of my clients come to me when they are fully invested in their victimhood. 
simply because they don't know they have any other options. And in my world, it seems like that's a pretty common belief. You were dealt a hand that made you a victim or a survivor, and that's just what you have to deal with for the rest of your life. That's what you know, and that's what you you just get to keep. Recently, I had a client who came to me and she said, I found you because I was sick of feeling like a victim. So I searched how to stop being a victim on Google and your podcast came up. So I'm here because I want you to tell me how to stop feeling like a victim. (laughs) And she and I have been working together for a few months now, and she's starting to realize that it is totally possible for her to reclaim her power and leave victimhood behind. I'm super excited to see the progress she's making and to see where the next few months take her. But in order to get out of victimhood, in order to get out of the survival zone, it is really important to identify what's keeping you there. And most of us have what I call a survive story which is really just one of your inner mean girl messages. But it's a thought or a belief that you have that keeps you stuck in this zone. So let's think about the things that we learned earlier in episode one about your inner mean girl messages. They are not true, right? And that's the same with this survive story. It is not true but it feels so true. And because it feels true, it can be kind of difficult to identify. So I'll give you the example of my own survive story. And it is that I have to prove my worth by the things I do. When I am invested in my survive story, then it reaches into every area of my life. And honestly, it's probably the reason I dreamed of all that white when I was young, because what it really meant to me was that I had to be perfect in order to be worthy of an amazing life. My house had to look perfect. My kids had to behave perfect. I needed a perfect husband who treated me perfectly. I had to act perfect and be the perfect volunteer and the best soccer mom out there and an amazing youth leader and a talented performer and a great Sunday school teacher and all of the things. You get the idea. I was totally invested in creating a perfect persona, except it wasn't perfect at all. I was killing myself trying to uphold a facade that portrayed the image of what I thought everyone else wanted. But inside, I was miserable. I was not myself. I was not living authentically. I felt trapped by a set of ideals that were just being placed on me by all the people out there. And I don't even know who those people were. (laughs) It's crazy to me to think about how much power... I was giving to these invisible people who didn't even have names or faces. I just knew that I needed to please them. And so I spent all my time striving to live my life in a way that would project this perfect image. But what I failed to realize was that my 
projection was the thing that was flawed. When I finally let go of that need for perfectionism, I discovered something pretty incredible. I had been perfect all along. I didn't need to change. I didn't have to please other people. I didn't have to do everything right. I could just be myself, and that was totally enough. I didn't have to prove my worth because I am worthy of life and love and happiness just because I exist. And so are you. So my question for you today is this. Are you stuck in the survival zone too? And if so, then do you want to stay there? Because you don't have to. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to believe that there's something wrong with yourself. You don't have to feel like a victim. You get to choose what you want to create in your life. You get to decide how much misery you want to feel. You get to let go of that survival story that your inner mean girl is keeping you in, that's keeping you stuck in the survival zone. But first, you have to understand what it is. Because understanding what it is, is what allows you to leave it behind. So I challenge you to ask yourself a few questions. Ask yourself things like, what is the most prominent message your inner mean girl gives you? Like, you know, as I said, for me, it's that I have to do everything in order to be worthy of love. It's one of my counselors used to talk to me about being a human being versus being a human doing. <laughs> and it's that human doing part of me that thinks that that's what I have to do in order to prove my worth. But the truth is, I just have to be. So what is that prominent message your inner mean girl gives to you? And do you believe that message to be true? Do you actually believe it? When you look back over your life, can you remember the first time you heard that message? And consider whether or not it was true back then. Because uncovering the source of our inner mean girl messages is a powerful first step to start to get them to change. So think about it for a few minutes and see if you can figure out your survive story. That thing that you tell yourself to prove you're not enough and to keep you stuck in victim mode. That's the first step to creating change so you can start moving away from this zone of energy. It's a powerful way to begin your journey toward thriving. Right now, I'm opening up space for 10 one-on-one -on -one coaching clients to go through a new program I've designed. The program is all about silencing your inner mean girl and unleashing the badass woman within. I've been busy this summer creating some specific coaching tools to help you raise your awareness so you can take back your personal power and start creating a beautiful future for yourself. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes to schedule a free consult where we can discuss exactly what's going on in your head and how coaching can help you silence your negative self-talk and replace it with self-confidence and a sense of self-worth. 
It's the greatest gift I can offer you. All right, that is it for today. The next episode, we are going to continue this discussion about energy as we explore the coping zone. You're not going to want to miss it. So thank you for joining me and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.